Hey there, this is John from pureandsimplebible.com. All this month, we're considering what the Bible has to say about being thankful. We want to be thankful and we want to express that thankfulness both to God and to one another. And I may sound like a broken record when I say it, but every day is a good day to express our thanks to one another and to God. This is the third of four podcasts on the idea of thankfulness. We've talked about expressing thanks generally, and we've considered the thanks that we should have for the things that we possess. The main idea of our discussion today is to be thankful for who we are. I hope that after listening to this episode, we can all reflect and say, thank you, God, for who I am. The reflection verse of this podcast is Psalm 139, verse 14. Let's consider that verse together. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. As always, we're going to connect this verse and the topic of giving thanks for who we are to a song. Let's listen to a single verse of it and consider the message together. Is a classic. Now, my understanding is that the author went through a personal tragedy before writing the song. And joining me once again this week to talk about the good news concerning giving thanks for who I am is Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how are you today? Hey, John. Long time no see. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> sure thing. Hey, let's jump straight into our Bible talk today. Okay. We're talking about being thankful for who we are, specifically from God's point of view. Absolutely. I like where you're going with this. So, last week we were talking about the things that we have in this life, but even just the passages that we were reviewing last week, it seems obvious that God places an intrinsic value in who we are in his eyes. Well said. Jesus explained this when he taught us that we should be thankful for what we have. And we read last week in Matthew 6, I want to focus on verse 26 one more time. Ryan, would you please read it for us? You bet. So Matthew chapter 6 and verse 26 says, Look at the birds. They don't plant, harvest, or save food in barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them. Don't you know that you are worth much more than they are? Thanks, Ryan. Jesus taught that each of us has great value, and this is a special component to the Christian worldview. Absolutely. So, I mean, Christians understand that we're not an accident. We're not a collection of evolved cells. Mm -hmm. We're not just a bag of bones and muscles, and we're not even the sum, uh, the sum total of, of like your previous life's good works and, and evil and all that joined together, bearing our karma you know, in our present experience. Uh, you know, all of those different worldviews that, that people believe. We have value because we bear God's image. Yeah, I like that connection. So you're saying that our value comes from bearing God's image. Now, what exactly do you mean by that? 
Well, in Genesis, the first chapter, in verse 26, the Bible says, God then said, let us make man in our image. Well, there we see that when God took the dust from the ground and breathed into it the breath of life, man became a living being and bears God's image. So, Ryan, does this mean that we you know, look like God with our skin or hair or eye color or something? Well, not quite. Uh, I like the way that one preacher put it. He said, uh, God put his thumbprint on us and he imprinted a soul. So that, that immortal part of our being or our soul is the essence of our identity. Our physical bodies eventually waste away, but our souls or that thumbprint always will remain. Very good. Okay, so the soul is what gives us such value. Right. In fact, this is what makes man so special in the world. There's no other thing that God has created that bears his image. Now, many people in this world who are smart and intelligent and very charismatic will tell you that you're just a more evolved form of a lesser animal, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's something that, that you encounter a lot, especially in your, your secondary education and then your, your collegiate education. That's a very common concept. But not only is this view based on a theory that's wrong, but you can see how it could create a worldview that strips humanity of the holy place that we have in God's creation. Bearing God's image is an honor. I agree. We're all special and unique and crafted by the Almighty God, and for that reason, He loves and cares about each of us. In fact, let's take it to a more personal level. If you were the only one who had sin in your life, Jesus would still have come to this world, and He still would have died only for you. It's powerful. It's just, it's so humbling. Uh -huh. And yet, it's, it's also comforting to know that God cares so much for mankind and, and for me individually it makes me want to thank him for who I am. Yes, it does. And sadly, human life can be made so cheap when people don't consider uh, the way that God values us. Mm -hmm. Things like war, right. abortion, yeah. and even modern forms of slavery. Our world can easily turn us into cattle when we lose our identity as God's image bearers. It definitely can, absolutely. But thankfully, we can draw comfort from the word of God. We don't have to settle for how other people view us or value us. That's a good point. In fact, the Word of God speaks through David when he praised God by saying, I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. That's Psalm 139, verse 14. I love that verse. And it reminds me that God has been a part of my life and has valued me since I was a baby still in the womb. Ryan, let's shift our focus a little bit, shall we? Okay. There is an excellent example in Matthew chapter 22 where Jesus reinforces our identity as image bearers. Right. And there Jesus was approached by some religious leaders and they wanted to trick him into saying something that would discredit his teachings. Okay. So the Bible records their conversation this way in verse 17. So tell us what you think. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Yeah, I remember this. So Jesus was intentionally placed in a moral dilemma. So for a flash history lesson, at this time, the Roman Empire was occupying Jerusalem and Judea. And so uh, the issue that Jesus was being placed in is that if he answered yes, he would alienate the, Je the, the Jewish people because they didn't like Caesar and their Roman overlords. Uh -huh. but, but if he answered no... He could risk a physical response uh, like jail or execution from the Roman government that was occupying Jerusalem. Oh, that's a good observation. And so this scenario, it seems, would be tricky for an ordinary man. However, Jesus is not an ordinary man, and he realized that they were not just asking this question genuinely. Will you read what happens next? But Jesus knew absolutely that these, were, these men were trying to trick him. So, so he says in response, You hypocrites! 
Why are you trying to catch me saying something wrong? Show me a coin used for paying the tax. And they showed Jesus a silver coin. Then he asked them, Whose image is on the coin, and whose name is written upon the coin? And they answered, It is Caesar's image and Caesar's name. And Jesus said to them, Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. So Jesus held up a coin that was stamped with the image of Caesar. It belonged to Caesar. And then he compares that stamped image of Caesar to God. And what has been stamped with God's image, John? You have. I have. Everyone. Our souls. We are all stamped with the image of God within us. Just like you said about the thumbprint. We're stamped. Just like in Genesis 1.27, Jesus is affirming that we are valuable in God's eyes. Because of this value, we can be thankful for who we are. Now, that's so, so encouraging. And I'll emphasize again, no matter what professor tells you it, no matter what uh, biology teacher tells you it, it doesn't matter. We're not just physical creatures that are higher evolved on some evolutionary chain. You know, we are God's image bearers, that thumbprint concept, and it is an honor to be who we are. So thank you, God, for who I am. Amen, brother. The Christian worldview sees this value as God's image bearers as an essential part of the human experience. So when you're happy or sad, when life goes well, or when life goes poorly, when you gain a new love or lose a dear friend, we can all thank God for the value of who we are. That's right. So if I apply this to myself, I can be thankful that God made me who I am. And if I have a bad day at work, which seems to happen more often than not some days, or, or if a, a close friend treats me poorly, I still will be sad and hurt, absolutely, but I can be comforted knowing that God still values me for being me no matter what else took place. What a comfort it is to know that I matter to God. Yes, it does. Thank you. Thank you, God, for who we are. And I'm so grateful that we get to bear your image. Now, as we wrap up this conversation, I want to invite everyone to join us again next week as we continue to express our thankfulness to God and to one another. Ryan, thanks for talking with me today. Lord willing, I'll see you next week, right? You bet. Thanks, John. All right. Now, before you all go, let's think about the song of the week one more time. Let's listen one more time to It Is Well With My Soul together, and hopefully we'll appreciate even more the value of giving thanks to God for who we are. Excellent song. You can find the whole version of It Is Well With My Soul linked on the podcast page at pureandsimplebible.com. And if you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. 
you know, word of mouth is the best way to get news around. And if you'd like to, please share the podcast on any form of social media or in person. This is a podcast that's intended for the whole family, and I think anyone would gain something by listening to it. Do you remember the reflection verse? It was Psalm 139, verse 14. Let's consider the verse together one more time. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. Thank you, God, for who I am. I'll say it again. And such a prayer and such a mindset prepare me for a great week ahead. How about you? What are some ways that you can internalize this concept to express your thanks for who you are? There really are endless possibilities to be thankful, and I'd love to hear about it from you. You can write me at pureandsimplebible, that's all one word, at gmail.com. And until next week, this is Jonathan Edwards. Always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. Lord willing, see you next week. Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true, about a judge by the name of Gideon. He was a man like me and you.